Did you ever notice the incredible focus and flow state you get into if you've only got a few hours at the office? Maybe it's your partner's birthday and you've planned a surprise outing and you're taking the afternoon off to prepare. Maybe you've got a plane to catch for a fun break. But any time you've got an abbreviated day and a shorter time for work, you're definitely more focused and in a flow state. The reward or that deadline of making the surprise happen or getting to take the afternoon off or heading to the airport, well, that's a pretty big carrot. How can we create that focus every day? Stay tuned for this episode of Crazy Busy. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. One of my office buddies at the co-working space I'm at came by a few months ago. It was the end of the day. He looked pretty frustrated and he sheepishly knocked on the door. Come on in, I said. What's got you down? And he said, I really need to talk to someone and I need help. Something must be wrong with me. He whispered, I just don't understand why I can't get anything done. So we sat down and started a conversation, one that is unfortunately very familiar. This young man who is a successful entrepreneur wastes about half his time thinking, overthinking, planning, overplanning versus executing and getting done what he needs to. He kind of waits until that perfectionism turnaround point occurs so he can get into forced flow. You can listen to my podcast called The Price of Your Perfectionism for more on this. Essentially, waiting until that forced flow state hits almost on a daily basis so that he leaves exhausted at night. Typically, he has no lunch or a late unplanned meal, putting in 10 hours a day but maybe he's getting an output of two to three hours. How can this happen, you ask? Simple. He, like many of you, sit in a state of complete overwhelm. And a better question is, is this happening to your team at work every day? And if so, what is all this costing you? On today's podcast, you're going to learn more about how to create unparalleled focus, how to get more done, and leave the office and workday with more energy. I'm going to show you a new way to kind of jumpstart and reboot your productivity. We'll learn about what happens to your brain when it gets into overwhelm and why you and your team want to stay out of it at all costs. If you haven't listened to my podcast on planning, be sure to go back and do that so you can learn how to schedule yourself. It's called How Do You Know If You've Had a Good Day? Sprinting, the topic of today's podcast, is just for that part of your work when you're actually doing the doing part. So remember at the beginning, I shared about my neighbor? Once we got him up and planning properly, focused with his commitment to himself on his calendar, then we were able to get him into a sprint mode that would work for him. Work can feel like you're running a marathon sometimes. If you're in a race, 
or if you're just doing the running part of the triathlon, you're not really thinking about swimming. You're just thinking about the sprint right in front of you and what you have to do now. That's the mindset I want you to get into. And apparently, so did another Italian named Francesco Cirillo. Francesco invented something called the Pomodoro Technique. Some of you may have heard of it. For those of you who haven't, there's an old kitchen timer. It looks like a tomato. And it was really popular during the 60s and 70s. So Francesco, being Italian and everything, decided to call this the Pomodoro after this specific timer. He developed the technique in the 80s, long before iPhone timers. When you're in the sprint mode, also known as the Pomodoro technique, you take this timer or your iPhone timer and set it for 25 minutes while you focus on a task and then you take a five minute break before setting the timer again for 25 minutes. If you've struggled with this technique before, it's likely that you're using the wrong variables. There is no one size fits all in the sprinting world. I believe you've got to come up with a formula that works best for you. So the number one thing you do when you're deploying the sprinting technique or the Pomodoro method is to play with the amount of time you're on and off. This is really going to be different with everybody. Some people's attention span can't go 25 minutes to start. They need to start with 10 minutes or maybe even eight minutes on and two minutes off. The two minutes can just be getting up and walking down the hall and back or putting on a song and dancing but something needs to happen to distract your brain from what you're doing. I find most people who have short attention spans after two to five minutes start looking for the distraction. So if you're looking for a distraction, like a phone call or a text, it'll find you and that dopamine hit your mind gets from going to the Facebook notification or even your email, looking for some thing, some message that says you're wanted, you're needed, someone else requires your attention. It's all negative training that technology has taught us. In order to break these patterns, we have to create new ones for ourselves, And that's what I love about sprinting. It retrains the brain to work in a different way. When I sprint, especially in deep work like writing, developing a report, or doing some research, I like to go 45 minutes on and 15 minutes off. I find I'm just getting into the groove at around 20 minutes, and it's hard to stop at 45, but I know, for example, that if I stop at 45 minutes and take that 15-minute break, even though I'm breaking, I'm still going to get good information. Some of my best ideas start to come in as I'm walking back to my desk to start the next round of a 45-minute sprint. The key is you have to take the break no matter what. This will give your mind the rest it needs to keep you in the right part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, where your executive function is, and you can fully be energized. Recently, I got frustrated. I just wasn't getting enough writing done. And I'm big on workarounds. In other words, when you keep hitting your head against a wall and you're not getting the results you want, how can you work around the situation or the plan the way you've set it out? So I wasn't getting any work done that required my focused writing. And I realized one of the reasons was that I do a lot with my laptop. 
and I just didn't want to pick up the laptop again and do more work with it on the weekends, which is when I tend to do most of my writing or planning anyway. The bottom line is this. I knew there must have been other people who felt like I did. So I put out a note on Facebook and I sent it to some groups. I kind of wanted to meet some new friends and not invite my cast of usual suspects. I got a room at the WeWork where I have my office. It sits eight people. And after I found seven people to sign up for my focused writers workshop, I stopped on the day. Saturday morning that we were going to have the focused writers workshop these seven people joined me so there were eight of us and we went around in a circle we talked about what we committed to come to work on some of us were writing books some of us were writing blogs many people were just killing their email but we all came together for the same reason and it was to focus and not be alone with our laptops every 45 minutes I stopped and made everyone leave the room Believe me, it was hard. Once that alarm went off, people didn't want to stop. They were in a flow state and they didn't want to quit. But I assured them that if we quit and took the breaks, we would end up going longer. Endurance is what you're looking for in Sprint. Consistent, even energy. We don't want to spike and exhaust ourselves until there's nothing left. One of the beautiful things about sprinting, whether you're using the tomato timer or your watch or your iPhone, is that you're making a commitment to yourself. You've taken the time to plan and prepared to get your work done. Now you're sitting down, you've cleared your workspace, you've removed the clutter. I don't care if you have to stick it all in a bag and tuck it under your desk. Just make sure your workspace is as light and clean as it possibly can be. Now take that one item that you've chunked down to the intervals that you can commit to. If you don't know how to chunk your projects, you'll want to listen to my planning episode, How Do You Know If You've Had a Good Day? Remember, for you, it might be 12 minutes on and three minutes off. That could be your perfect sprint. But make sure your goal or the project you've chunked can fit into that space or you'll end up disappointed. Now turn on your timer turn off your notifications, and go. Focus solely on the one commitment you've made. When the timer goes off, notice how you feel. You won't want to stop because you've started to get into your flow state, but it's okay to stop anyway. The day that we did the Focused Writers Workshop, we were able to keep spinning the timer six times. Nobody would have believed they would have been sitting writing for six hours on a beautiful Saturday. And we definitely wouldn't have gone that long had we not taken those breaks. We would have burnt out. So setting yourself up to work, making the commitment, tuning every other single thing out and clearing your space means now you're committed. You're ready to start that project and dive into your sprint and go. Here are the benefits you'll get more done. That one's actually enough. (laughs) You're going to go into deeper work versus spreading yourself thin over multiple things, meaning you won't have to go back and keep fixing things. You'll have less going back, re-reviewing, rechecking, and re-deciding. All of this saves brain energy. It saves you from brain drain. It saves you from overwhelm. Overwhelm will trip you into the sympathetic nervous system. And once you're there, you're into fight or flight 
you're definitely out of your executive function and you're not doing your best work. In fact, you can get so paralyzed sitting outside the executive function that you may even have some sort of emotional breakdown. When is it okay to cry at work? Almost never. If you want to stay cool, calm, and collected at work, sprinting is the way to go. For managers, the reason why you want your team to work in a focused sprint is to get the best deep work from them. And also, as a manager, you don't want your people leaving at the end of the day and having no energy to have an evening to be with their family, to be with their friends, to watch a movie, read a book, or go out and do something interesting. You want them to be able to come back to work the next day and be interesting people. When you start hearing trigger words like, I'm exhausted, I am overwhelmed, don't let these words just pass you by. Take your employee aside and go for a walk. This is really not a condition you want people sitting in. It isn't healthy and they really aren't getting stuff done. If you start to poll your employees and you get them to be honest, they'll tell you. There are days when they spend more time in fear, worrying about what they're not going to get done than they actually do getting work done. This syndrome is exacerbated by the fact that many people are working as individual contributors or working in isolated situations where distractions are not only constant, but often welcome for an employee who feels isolated and lonely. You have got to compensate for this. This is really the future of work. If people are gonna be able to dial in from anywhere and get work done, they can start to tell their brain they can do it later. Procrastination becomes the default and then the pressure builds. You can listen to my podcast on the price of your perfectionism and download the free tool that I shared to learn more about that. But getting to that force flow state is a trick and you definitely don't want to end up making it a pattern of getting things done in the last minute because the fire is under your butt. Even if you feel you're getting the same amount of work done, you aren't putting out the quality that's going to get you promoted or power you to the next level. Jumpstart your productivity plan tomorrow by trying this out. Listen to my earlier podcast on planning to get refreshed and then start your day 20 minutes early to take the time to chunk your projects into bite-sized pieces that fit into your sprint method timing. Experiment. Once you've gotten started with sprinting, extend your time slowly by adding five minutes to your flow time and one minute to your break time. Start to notice and track your results. Do you need longer sprints for a certain type of work and are shorter sprints better for a different type of work? For example, I take a 10-minute sprint for my email. I find any longer than that and I start replying to emails that I really don't need to. I just really don't need to be the last person to say thanks all of the time on every email. Do you? Checking email constantly means you're going to be putting yourself in situations where you are responding to things you would never respond to if you had a few 10-minute windows during the day. So make sure you are not putting your attention somewhere just to avoid being somewhere else. Keeping your priorities at hand by planning carefully 
sprinting through the work that's most important each day is going to ensure that you feel good, you leave your workday and head into your personal evening with energy, clarity, and focus for yourself. The same kind of focus you're giving to your work. Until next time, leave crazy busy behind and become the leader I know you were meant to be. Thanks for listening to Crazy Busy with Karen Bellantoni. If you want to learn about how Karen can help your team, visit karenbellantoni.com and reach out. We'll be back in two weeks with the next episode of Crazy Busy.